the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that he created us in his own image and sacrificed his only begotten sinless son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. Do you realize this is God's commandments, his his testimonies, this is his divine law? And you say, why God got so many of those? Thou shall not steal. Thou shall not kill. Don't commit adultery. Stop lying. Honor your mother and father. Don't do this. Don't. Oh, listen, wait a minute now, y'all. God doesn't say that, these things, so that you can be miserable. God has given these thou shall not and told us what to do so that we can prosper, so that we can be blessed so that we can live to the maximum of our potential, so that we won't go beyond our boundaries and destroy ourselves. Why do you tell your child, don't go out, thou shalt not go in the streets? Huh? Thou shalt not talk to strangers. Think about that. You got those thou shalt nots in your Why? Because you know if you don't set some boundaries, they could wander in the wrong places and they could be abducted or they can be struck dead by a truck or car. And so you do it because you want to preserve their little lives to the glory of God. And you know why God has given this law? He wants to preserve your life. And a lot of folk go to the grave early because they violate the law of God. If you violate the law of God, you will go to an early grave. You will cut yourself short. You will not live the quality of life that God has ordained for you. The word of God, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest deserve to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. Success comes from obeying and trusting and living by the word of God and let it govern every aspect of your life to the glory of God. This is what you must believe and hold on to. That's why I preach so hard. I want to see you make it. I've got to give an account for you. And when I stand before God and give an account for the members of Maranatha that I shepherded, your blood ain't going to be on my hand because I told you. You got to answer for yourself. Examine yourself for spiritual erosions. Spiritual erosion can be so subtle. You know what? When you get in a bad shape and a bad state, You don't just all of a sudden get there. There's a slow ebbing, a slow inching away. It doesn't happen. You just, boom, you're in a bad shape. It happens slowly, so subtly, 
that you don't even, so unsuspectingly, until you don't even realize it's affecting you. And when you wake up and realize what has happened, you say, now, how did I get in this mess? It didn't just start. It was happening all the time. And you know what? You ran past all the signs. You ignored them. Now look at yourself. Now look at signs are real. So let me give you some signs of spiritual regression so you can catch the erosion in your life. Allow me to give you some signs. I got about 11 of them, but they won't take long. I do them just a few minutes, uh, about 11 of them, and then we'll be done. You say, ooh, you lowered. You know what? You don't come here to get dessert. I'm here to give you meat. I'm not trying to play with you. you I'm trying to help you. You need some castor oil and some cut liver oil. You need some spinach. You need something that's going to grow you up and put some muscle spiritually on you. Why don't y'all say amen? So let me give you some signs so that you can catch yourself and won't find yourself that bad off and be in bad shape and don't even know it. Number one, you know you are in spiritual regression when there is a deficiency in time spent in prayer and the word. When there is a deficiency in time spent in prayer and the word. When the word of God is decreasing in your life, when prayer can hardly be found, the only time you pray is when you come to church, or now and then, you ought to be beyond the now I lay me down to sleep prayer. Amen. Amen. You ought to, your prayer life ought to go deeper than that. Some of y'all can't pray 15 minutes and run out of stuff. You know why you can't pray 15 minutes? Because you're not used to praying. You're not used to praying. That's what some of y'all don't change. You get up too quick. You stay on your knees long enough, God will change you on your knees. Folks, I know, I've never seen somebody do so much praying and, and then, then get up all messed up. They don't, they don't stay down long enough. When there's a deficiency in time and prayer, spending the word, regression comes. Number two, absenteeism. Say absenteeism. Poor church attendance is a sign of spiritual regression. I, I, thank God you're at church today. It is not Easter. You know, y'all just count that. So, some of y'all are CM and E Christians. You only come on Christmas, Mother's Day, and Easter. And what God is saying is that you're in regression when you can come to church, when you just so happen to come to church, or when you feel like coming to church, or when you don't have nothing else to do but go to church. That you're in regression. Y'all listening to me now? Let me just go a little bit deeper. When is the last time you've been to church for a whole month, four consecutive Sundays in a row? When is the last time? I ain't saying six months. I ain't saying three. I'm saying one month, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, and you were there. Oh, when the time comes going to work on Monday, you're there. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you got to work overtime, got to pull a double, you're doing it all. But for God who gives you your very life and energy and strength, you're going to skip out and you, and you have a heart attack when you skip a heartbeat. Skip Sunday school. How many of y'all were in Sunday school this morning? Raise your hand. Good. 
I ever did the others wasn't there. And what I'm saying to you today, I know we got all the visitors and you might not know our time and all that, but it's right after 8 o'clock. But what I'm saying today is that if your child cut class, you'd be ready to whoop them. I got a question. Is God ready to whoop you? How do you connect with the church? How do you grow? We're going through that book, The Bondage Breaker, and the study guide, and the small groups, and all the things that are happening, and you're missing the time with your family and your God and all the the interchange that's happening there. Some of y'all haven't heard say that. Say Sunday school. Somebody under my voice, you haven't been to a Sunday school class this year. It don't even bother you. What about family enrichment night? We have one major night where we have all these activities of the word of God. We have women's ministry, men's ministry, youth ministry, choir rehearsals, prayer meeting. They have diabetes support, cancer support, all these support groups and uh, abused people and all. We have all that happening on Wednesdays. When is the last time you've been out on a Wednesday night and got your midweek service refueling, filling, I'm not, now, if you're working every Wednesday, I'm not talking about you. you in class on Wednesday, I'm not talking about you. But everybody's not in class. Everybody ain't working overtime on Wednesday. Oh, y'all still there? Amen, lights. Are y'all still there? <laughs> Next sign of erosion, tardiness. Put down tardiness. Listen, here's the thing. If you are habitually absent, the chances are that when you do come, you will be late. Did you get that? (laughs) If you are habitually what? Absent, the chances are that when you do come, you will be habitually late. Some of people, you can strut in here and strut late. You know, you come playing, you plan to be late. That train didn't stop you. That construction didn't stop you. You left. If the service started at 1050 and you leave in the house at 1030 and you stay 20 miles from here, how you going to make it? <laughs> but oh, when Monday come, it can be flood. You get that through the flood and swim a little bit. Get there on time. Get there before time to have coffee. <laughs> to have coffee. When are you going to come here and have coffee with Jesus? Now, some of y'all ain't right. I'm going to just tell it like it is. And you treat God so bad, and this old bald-head black preacher is here to tell you to get your house in order and straighten up your life and straighten up your act, just like you tell your child. Because you God's child, and God expect more than what you're delivering. Amen. How many of you know you need God? How many of you know you need him every second? How many of you know you need him every minute? How many of you know you need him every hour? How many of you know you need him every day? How many of you know that without Jesus you can't do nothing? How many of you know that can't nobody do you like Jesus? Can't nobody do you like the Lord? How many of you have been picked up by God? How many of you know he's turned you around? How many of you know he's placed your feet? How many of you know he's put your feet on solid ground? How many of you know he's healed you? Sell you through bad relationships? Saw you through crisis and car wrecks. And then you can't worship him. You can't give him honor. You can't give him praise. You come strutting in here like a peacock late as if God owes you. 
You need to repent. You need to repent. You need to repent. That's part of this. Number four, seeing people as business prospects rather than kingdom prospects. When you see people, you see them for what you can get money-wise. Instead of seeing them soul-wise. He that winneth souls is wise. Seeing people, hey, brother, how was your day? Who did you witness this week? Who did, who did you pray with? How's your prayer life? How's your Bible reading? It's not what you can get. It's what you can give folks spiritually. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom. It's not about your business, self-promotion. It's about people and their lostness and their hurt and their pain and their waywardness and their confusion and their anguish and their condition. Church, give me a check and I get a check just like you get a check. And I ain't no puppet on the string. You, may, you, you take me out to dinner, buy me a steak, I don't owe you nothing. But love, amen? <laughs> amen. If you go, don't play that game with me. When we go out and do something, it ain't because of what you can do, what I can. No, I, ain't, I can't be bought. I ain't for sale. I don't have no strings on me so I can preach. Amen. When I'm with you, it's about being with you because we love each other. It's about relationship. I ain't about getting nothing out of you. I just want to see you grow and develop and fall in love with Jesus. That's my goal for you. My reward is coming on the other side. And when, when I, we go out together, expect me to tell you the truth. Some folks scared to bite me, bite me out because they hear too much truth. I have fun in truth. Then, listen, um, another, another sign of spiritual regression is this, having to be constantly reminded to serve in the ministry you signed up for. Having to be constantly reminded to serve in ministry you signed up for. Y'all remember ministry fair? How many of y'all remember, remember, remember that ministry fair we had last January? Remember all them tables out in the hall? Some of y'all don't even want to raise your hand now. You want to pretend that they ain't out there. Unless you just got here, you don't know. <laughs> But some of these folks have been around here a year or two. They know what I'm talking about. They, they're already under conviction before I can make the point. But <laughs> what I'm saying, how, well, let me just back up. Let me go another way. How many of y'all are in at least one ministry? In these, well, raise your hand high. Don't be scared to raise them now. I ain't say half a ministry. I said one ministry. All right. Now, listen. Did anybody make you sign up? Did anybody pay you to sign up? Did you sign up because you wanted to sign up? You chose the table and you said you were going to commit and you signed your name to that? Now, listen, nobody should have to call you or beg you or coerce you when you've made a commitment with you and God as it relates to that ministry. Amen? Spiritual regression is when you can sign up for ministry, say you're going to be committed to it, and then... Uh, three months later, you don't even know when they meet and what time they meet and what they're doing in the meeting and could care less. And I'm going to tell you something. Let me go a little bit deeper now. Thank you, Holy Ghost. If you are, if you've been in this church for three to six months, I give you six in case, just in case, and you haven't gotten into one ministry, 
serving with all your heart, mind, and soul, you are in regression. Let me ask you, look how quiet it's getting now. Let me go to another further. If you were to die, this is, I hope you don't today. If you do, we all, it's all right. We go to heaven, don't we? You know, it's amazing. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. That's another side point. But let's say you died, and your casket was out here, and I spoke over you. Can I name one ministry that you're faithfully serving in that's going to miss your presence because you were so faithful to serving to the maximum of your potential to the glory of Almighty God? Or would you come up here, we're rolling in, and I can't name one ministry that you were in because all you were was a, you were a seat warmer and you came, got your shout of spirituality, and shout out of here. Where are you in that? And you visitors and people, God knew before the foundation of this world was laid that you'd be here listening to me, and you got to ask yourself a question. God, why are you letting me hear this now? That's what you need to ask yourself. Why are you letting me hear this now? Because God wants you to wake up now and turn around and be about the Father's business. Be about his business. Another sign of spiritual erosion and regression, a loss of the spirit of evangelism, a loss of the spirit of evangelism. No personal witness in your life. The meter reader can come. That's an evangelistic opportunity. Uh, the uh, people that deliver packages, UPS can come by. The mailman, you sitting there in an H-E-B line and that don't have a one checkout counter. Y'all ever had that? One counter and you, uh, uh, 15 folk in line one counter, or it's at the bank. Yeah, sometimes it happens at the bank. And yeah, everybody's grumbling. Those are evangelistic opportunities. Hey, look here. What do you know about Jesus? You know Jesus, the person behind you. Listen, you, 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 what, you, you, you saved? Ask about, why, instead of grumbling, why don't you turn it into an evangelistic opportunity? You had some people, business relationships, in my office the other day with some of my staff, people from the outside came in, and when we start, finished talking with them, I said, you know what, by the way, uh, y'all Christians? Yeah, 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 yeah. They try to talk a little bit. They got kind of antsy. I said, after all, you are in church. You know, you come to the house of God. I mean, don't you, we, we going to talk about Jesus here. Amen. You go to the Cowboys, you talk about football, right? You go to the basketball arena, you talk about the Spurs. You come to church, you ought to talk about God, Jesus. That's what I told them. I'm not going to call the establishment or none of that. But what I'm saying is that anybody coming through these doors, we ought to give them some Jesus. Anybody coming to your life, it ought to be about Jesus. I mean, we knock on doors every month. All these new developments, all these homes around here. That's enough. I know we have two services. I know we have almost 1,100 members, a little over now. But what I'm saying is that we, listen, we ought to, we ought to be so evangelistic-minded that you ought to force me into three services. Don't look at me like that. You say, what? We fill all this up, bring all the chairs out, fill them up. Folks standing around the walls, you force me to go to another service. Force me. I dare you. I, I, I dream of the day if we have a Hispanic church here, having their own stuff, get a good Bible teacher, Hispanic pastor, and have, a, have an Espanol, a Jesus Christos kind of church right here. Amen. 
and, and just have a whole church service, just Hispanics and just praising God together. And I learned some Jesus Christo and some other things besides Jesus. And we start, I mean, all these opportunities. It's not about you, it's about Jesus. So, out neighborhood, when we next time we knock on doors, you ought to be out there and not manicuring your pet or your lawn or your car or your hair. All day in the beauty shop. Me and all day hanging out on a golf course. And don't talk to nobody about Jesus while you push that little white ball around. A sign of spiritual erosion, number seven, is a loss of joy. Walking around here look like you've been baptized in lemon juice. You're mean, your mouth poked out, mad at the world, chip on your shoulder. And what I'm saying is that that's a sign. When you have a loss of joy, it's a sign of spiritual erosion. Number eight, a loss of passion. There's no fire in the heart. You're cold. You're not doing what you used to do. You're not doing what mama taught you. You knew better. You knew better. Mama taught you to go to church. Now y'all don't have but y'all had, how many of y'all had four or five sisters or brothers or more? Four or five or more. All I'm, I'm old as a six. And how many of y'all had your parents bring you to church? You remember those days when your mama would get up on Saturday, do the cooking for Sunday, cook them, cook that roast or steak and uh, rice and gravy and, and uh, some collard greens and yams and skillet cornbread, laid all the clothes out, and early Sunday morning took all the children to church and came home that next day. All she had to do was heat it up, and we had a tremendous sense of family. How many of y'all remember that? And now we can barely have one or two children. Some of y'all know children and can't get yourself to church. Amen. No passion. No passion. Everything's hard. Oh, it's so hard. Bed's so good. If some of y'all can't get here. Listen to this. I said this earlier. It's because your Saturdays are too late. I my those who can work late and still get here. But some of y'all out there entertaining late. You, you leave out the house at nine. No wonder churches, the church is lacking and didn't think you can give God praise. Listen, it takes energy to praise God. You got to prepare to meet with God. I don't want to go everywhere unless I just have to go somewhere on Saturday night because I want to preserve my energy. I have two services I have to preach, and I preach just as hard in both of them because all the people that God has given me are important. I treat you no less. Another sign of spiritual regression is grumbling. Say grumbling. Just grumble. Oh, he's too long. Church too long. Why do you have to say that? Oh, here they go. He's asking for money. We gonna build again? We just got here. Oh, just go on and all that craziness. And what God is saying, when you grumble, that's a sign of spiritual erosion. You ask yourself, why? Ask yourself, why not? If it's about the kingdom, it's about advancing the kingdom. If we're doing more for God, why not? What's your problem? Another sign of erosion is apathy. Say apathy. That's lack of interest. No kingdom interest. Unresponsiveness. 
won't respond. Some of y'all don't respond to tithing yet, or reading your Bible yet, or coming to Sunday school yet. Won't respond. Hear the truth, know the truth, but won't respond to the truth. Passiveness. Just let it all pass you by. That's apathy. Passive. Lethargy. That's apathy. Numbness. You just numb to the things of God. You have no feelings, no emotions, cold. Leave out of here with a, no sensitivity, just hard. And that's a sign of spiritual erosion. Last but not the least, when your agenda takes priority over God's plan for your life, when your agenda takes priority over God's plan for your life, when you put your agenda above God's agenda and God's plan for your life, then regression will set in. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about God. We must decrease. He must what? Increase. Not my will, but thy will be done. Beloved, the only way to get back in right relationship with God is to repent and do the first works. Die to yourself. Take your eyes off of your circumstances and look to Jesus and please and glorify God. And all God's children said, amen. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We honor you. We worship you. Father, I preach my heart out, my voice out, my energy out because of my love for you and your people. God, you gave me this message for such a time as this. It is no accident. It was for a purpose, and it will not return void. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you would move amidst your people now. Let them not procrastinate through excuses. Oh, God, but let them have an obedient heart and respond to your precious word. In Jesus' name. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.